Over the past few weeks, we have talked a whole lot about vision, goals, and purpose. It can be confusing when it comes to those things. A lot of times people use those words interchangeably. Today, we're going to kind of break down what is the relationship? What does your purpose have to do with your vision? What does your vision have to do with your goals? We have what I like to call an expert of sorts today on the show. If you are still in a place where you don't know where to start in your life's work or where you're going, this is one of those shows you definitely need to have your pens and papers ready because class is now in session. Hey, kings and queens, welcome to Define You Radio. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and I am here with someone I met, I don't even know when, just like we found each other, but she is one of the calmest, smartest. There's so many words I could use to describe her. So instead of me talking, I'm just going to tell you who she is. It is Queen K.M. Johnson Davis. If you have been following the show for a while, you have heard her before. So she is here to, you know, impart some of her wisdom, as I would like to say. She is a speaker, a minister, a businesswoman, an all-around great person, and so much more. So um, her specialty, in my eyes, though, is when it comes to purpose and vision. Now, everybody else may see her specialty different. I'm telling you from my point of view. So with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome Queen KM to the show. Hey, Queen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Valencia. Thank you for having me. Did you did you like my introduction? <laughs> yes, you have me over here blushing. <laughs> so I am excited to talk to you for a lot of reasons. You know, January people set resolutions, new year, new me, that whole thing. And they're still as confused as they were in 2019. So I kind of want to um, ask you, you know, your thoughts about that with that whole new year's resolution thing. And then we'll get to the topic at hand, which is basically discussing vision and purpose. You know, it's funny that you even mentioned that because the other day I was actually sitting here thinking to myself, I didn't write any resolutions. (laughs) Like this is probably the first time in maybe a decade that I did not write down new year's resolutions. I did not actually sit here and say, this is what I'm going to change starting this year. And that's really strange because I know that that's the custom, right? That's the tradition. We all, you know, we get ready before the end of the year and we say, what am I going to do differently in the next year? And I realized that the reason why I didn't was because that was one of the things I was doing differently. Instead of talking about what I wanted to resolve for 2020, I would just go ahead and initiate it. And I think that resolutions, the reason why a lot of times we don't stick with them, because it's just like anything else. Yes, we started a new year, but that new year is a mindset. And that mindset can start at any point in the year. And so for me, that mindset started in December. And in December is when I said, these are all the things I'm looking forward to in 2020. So when the, when midnight hit on New Year's Eve, I was already in 2020, you know, long before that. So our mindset had already shifted. And so a lot of times I think that's why, you know, how you were saying like new year, new me, and then we get to like 
towards the end of that month and we haven't even met half the goals that we set for ourselves or even initiated them, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's because of that one fact. We wrote down a bunch of things we wanted to do, but we didn't shift our mindset to meet them. Mm. Dropping the mic early in the show. <laughs> one one of the things, and I can't remember when I decided this like years ago, but I was like, technically my new year starts on my birthday, which is in February. And um, I was always like a, a forward thinker once I kind of stopped using my eyes to think, you know? And a lot of times people do that in resolutions and I don't have, you know, dictionary.com or Google in front of me at that moment. But a resolution, if I'm not mistaken, means almost like to resolve something, right? Right. Right. So most of the time, the things that we need to resolve, like you can't, like, how can you resolve your life's work? So it kind of like doesn't make sense. In a way, mm-hmm. it makes sense and doesn't make sense. But I think we're so used to um, just doing things automatic that we do them and don't know why. And that's why they don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my uh, five cents. <laughs> my New Year's start February 11th. Um, I will drop the address at a later show where everybody can send <laughs> gifts, birthday cards, PayPal's and all that good stuff. So, um what is your definition of vision and what is your definition of purpose? So for me, um, I believe vision is something that is, uh, along with purpose, I'm going to kind of interchange them a little bit, but I think both of them are something that are God given. And uh, with vision, it's something that you see, not necessarily with your natural eyes, but it's something that you see in your mind's eye. And what I mean by that is that it's not something that's like, you know, if you think about a projector, you know how a projector, you put the film on the inside of the projector. And when you turn it on, it projects that image up on the wall. And so it's kind of the same thing, like your mind is working like a projector. And so God drops that thought into your mind and it projects out from you. And so to me, vision is is when you're giving a picture of a life, a situation, an idea, um, a circumstance, you just, you're giving a picture of something that you want to achieve. Now, purpose, while it's also God given, purpose is why you are here. And so, you know, if you are a believer, then part of that purpose, you know, is to serve God. However, there's another purpose that goes hand in hand with that. And every, each of us, I believe, has been given an individual purpose. And so that would go along with your skills, your gifts, your talents, you know, all the things that you're able to do and how you function, how those two meet. I don't know if you want me to go here, but definitely, definitely. How those two meet is that when God gives you a vision and then you begin to understand your purpose then your purpose is utilized to walk out that vision. So sometimes we're given a vision and we don't understand how we could possibly do it. And that's because we don't understand our purpose. Does that make sense? And so they, they begin to work, work hand in hand. Mm. So it, it definitely makes sense. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, gather my thoughts because you always give like so much of a, a buffet and I, you know, I try to take <laughs> notes. That's why I always say, you know, pens and papers ready because y'all going to fool around and miss something. Um, 
but you can always go back and listen again. So, um, so can you use that? Like I've always said, uh, my purpose was to help, you know, is to help women and children, specifically children. So am I right by saying that is my purpose? And then my vision is the, um, the, like the bigger picture of how I'm going to do that. Yes, 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 exactly. So once you know your purpose, like, and and that has to do with, you know, of course, your the inkling, the desire, the passion that's put on the inside of you. And, you know, so looking at the skills and whatever knowledge you've gathered over time, you know, whatever, everything that makes Valencia Valencia becomes her purpose, right? That Mm -hmm. becomes, you know, that's who you are. And then the vision is how you're going to make it happen, utilizing you know, who you are, who you've become to be, to be able to make that happen. And so the vision too, which, you know, um, the Bible tells us that the vision is yet for an appointed time, right? And so sometimes God will give us a vision that's bigger than where we are right now. And I think that that's what confuses people at times because they say, well, my vision is this, but this is what I'm doing right now. And your purpose right now may not be to complete that vision 100%. It may only be to complete 5% of that vision. And then as you progress and as you evolve, because I always say purpose evolves. So as you evolve, then you'll be able to start having those things that are needed in order to fulfill the rest of the vision. Does that make sense? (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So I'm looking at my purpose and I'm looking at the vision, which, and I want to say you said this to me, I'm not sure because, you know, throughout the years, there's never a conversation that we have like whenever I know I'm going to talk to you, I always have make sure I have something to write on and to write with because I'm going to get something. And, you know, I definitely challenge the listeners that when you have conversations with people, if you're not getting something, you're becoming dumber out of it. Um, hmm. Take take that how you want to. These are just my personal thoughts. That's why I don't talk on the phone or do a lot of things because like, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I need to absorb knowledge. But um, so when I look at, you know, the vision, which, of course, should always be bigger, like it to me, your vision should always seem like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. I love how you said that, um, you know, it may be, you know, I may do 5% or something like that. And. I think people don't understand, like it's, to me, vision is like a big pie, right? Mm-hmm. That um part of it may have started, you know, in, in my mother, so to speak, and so on and so forth. And it may not be for me to complete the vision. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> well, so I think that whatever vision that God has given us, that it is for us to at least get it started, you know, you know, so I guess I could agree in that in the completing, but the completion part would be that it was for you to complete the setting it up, the establishing of it. And so, you know, that was, that should be what God is showing you, you know, that I'm supposed to, um, I'm just going to make something up. I'm supposed to start a garden and it's supposed to be able to feed my family for years and years and years. Well, I'm not going to know the years and years and years and years, right? Right. But I will see the feeding my family part. And so that's what that should be the vision that he's given me. And then everything that happens from that point on will just be my my, you know, my uh what I've planted in the earth, what I've left when I when I'm gone. So my vision has been fulfilled. 
you know, my purpose then has been fulfilled because I did what I was supposed to do. And so, um, so yes, sometimes you won't have to, you know, it won't be for you to complete it depending on what type of vision it is. Now, there are some visions that God gives that it is meant for you to complete. You know, he may give you a vision that is, you know, I have a vision that I start a school or, and, and actually things like that, that are going to be longstanding just because you don't see what comes of it doesn't mean that you haven't completed it. You know, you com- you know, cause again, you completed what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to be the establishing. And so I think that, um, you know, and sometimes you are the person supposed to come in and complete it. I, I actually look at that, like, you know, how the word tells us that uh, one man plants another waters and God gives the increase. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you're the one that's planting. You might be the one that has to come into a situation and water it. But at the end of the day, God is the one who's going to grow it. And so, you know, just knowing where you are in that part, but your vision, you know, God will give you the vision for that time. Because like I said, I mean, Habakkuk, it tells us that the vision is yet for an appointed time. And so he'll give us the vision for that time. What's supposed to come of that doesn't matter because we're serving our what? Our purpose at that moment. Mm. Love it. You're so eloquent with your words. And I think I always say that. (laughs) So let's say um, somebody, they're not, because I think most people walk around like this, um, day-to-day autopilot, whatever, not really knowing or either clear on their purpose, what they're here to do. Um, What do you say to that? Like, how can people get clear or, you know, because I'm sure you meet those people every day. Like, I'm just here. I don't even know. Yeah. And at one point in my life, I was like, well, Lord, is this all it's supposed to be for them? (laughs) You know, because I couldn't understand but I, I do believe that we all have a purpose, okay? And so what I think that the reason why we end up walking around and just going day to day is because we haven't taken the time to actually figure out what that might be. We have, and, and let me be honest, when I'm trying to understand your purpose, what that really means is that you're understanding yourself. And a lot of people don't want to get to know themselves because how, why would you want to get to know somebody you don't like? And most of the time they don't like themselves. I mean, I'm just being honest. And so they avoid the conversation of themselves and they do everything else. And then they're neglecting themselves and they're neglecting the people around them because they're not living up to their purpose. Mm. Well, (laughs) you said so much with that. um, And it's so true. Like, I think that's why people can't get from, you know, from step one to step two, because I'll look at something like writing, writing a book and I couldn't write a book from the heart if I don't know the heart it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if, if most of the audience will find this true or not, but I know with me, there was a period of my life where I didn't like me. I didn't like, uh, you know, how things I wanted to do as a child. Just I just let them go to the wayside, whatever. I didn't like how I look. I didn't like this. I like there was more things about me I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And that's what I focus on. And, and I know with me specifically growing up, when you have um, certain people that I believe put in your life um, to kind of dissuade you and, and keep you off track you know mm-hmm. my my mother's um 
husband that she had at the time, not my father. Yeah. Okay. But, um, <laughs> he poured so much of his dislike for me into me at a young age that mm-hmm. it was easier for me to relate to that message then versus the positive about me. And I think that's why I went through a long period of that day to day and not caring and because I didn't know who I was. I only knew what I was told, if that makes sense. Well, it does. And, you know, you said so much. I'm like, oh, my gosh, where do I where do I talk on? Because I think about the part where, you know, you're saying that people were in your life that were dissuading you. And so, you know, and then I start thinking about how the enemy begins to place people in our lives and distractions and things to get us off course. Why? So that we don't fulfill our purpose. Because remember, I said that purpose is given by God. And so if you can't, if you don't fulfill your purpose, then you're going to be hindering somebody else. And then, then I think about what you're saying. And I'm like, you know, some people's purpose is to help others understand their purpose. And if they can't get out there and do that, you know, they're being dissuaded, being blocked and distracted, you know, that's going to hinder some growth in, in more than one person's life. Right? right. And then, you know, and so um, and then just even thinking about how sometimes we don't, you know, we, we, we focus on the things that we don't like about ourselves. When we do that, what is that doing? That's helping us to focus on our weaknesses. And our purpose is born out of our strengths. Mm. And so if you don't know who you are, the good things about you, the good qualities that God placed in you, you know, knowing even some of it, not even some of the weaknesses, some of the things that are not necessarily good to others is good to God. And so some of those things that someone else might turn their nose up at, God is going to use that for his, his purpose. And so, you know, but if you can't see that in yourself, and again, it keeps you from fulfilling your purpose. It keeps you from being able to walk out your vision. It keeps you from believing or even trying to find that vision. Mm. Love that. See how you put stuff? That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> do you think that, um, our purpose attracts dissuaders or uh, distractions and, you know, obstacles. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, you know, and I also think that sometimes it's necessary. You know, so sometimes it's necessary for growth. Um, I, I was hearing a, a preacher preach a couple of months ago, and I remember he talked about, David and Goliath. And I had never looked at it from this perspective. And he mentioned how, um, you know, how we were always talking about Goliath and how Goliath came, um, you know, so that David, I mean, I'm sorry, so that, you know, David had that opportunity to shine because he, you know, he had his uh, slingshot and his rock and he was, everybody was able to find out who he was because of the, because he was able to go and defeat Goliath. But the situation wasn't even really about um, David being found. It was Goliath you know, that was the most important thing because if Goliath wouldn't have come, then mm-hmm. David would not have known who he was. And so it, it was more of a Goliath was sent for David. So the dissuader, the distraction, the, 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 the obstacle, you know, that's for your growth, you know, to build your character, to take you to your next level. And sometimes we just, we look at all these things as something negative when in actuality, it's like a building block. And then I'm going to go a little bit further and go into my military background. And I think about You know, when we're practicing and we're preparing, uh, when we go through our training, they take us through what? An obstacle course. 
And the reason why we go through this obstacle course is not so that we will be defeated. It's so that if we come up against a situation where there are obstacles in the way that we know how to overcome them and still make it to the end. Mm. I could really just end the show at this moment, but I won't because I have more questions. <laughs> but, you know, I never um, looked at it honestly that way. I've looked at, you know, David in the way of how he was trained, you know, by the battles he had before, you know. Um, so he was trained without knowing he was being trained, so to speak, to where mm-hmm. he had the courage and strength. I always looked at it like from David's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and I think most people do that versus the obstacle that was Goliath that was sent and his, mm-hmm. his importance in David's, you know, journey from that point on. Interesting. Go ahead. You know, I, well, I was going to say, you know how what we say, I think it's the adage or, you know, the, what do we say? My haters make me greater. But we don't know how much that really means because it's not about your haters, you know, oh, people talking about me and doing this, that and the other. Oh, that's going to make me a better person. Yeah, it really is. And why the reason why it's going to make you a better person is because it's going to help you to see how can I defeat that obstacle? You know, how can I still stick to my, you know, have my good character, stick to my morals, stick to my belief system and not be, you know, distracted or get off course by this obstacle that just came my way? Mm. I agree a hundred percent because sometimes, and I've found in, you know, my life, especially these last few years of my life where I decided to kind of really step out and, um, do things and, you know, what I'm saying like whether it's speaking or writing or whatever, just do more things that sometimes the obstacle ends up being closer than you know, you think, you think, right? So some friendships or acquaintances or whatever that you thought were good for you. And I'm just using this as an example. Um, you really find out how much of an obstacle they are when you're, you're going to that next level, that next phase of life. And once you get that person out of the way, so to speak, once you really see, see that as the obstacle it is, then other things happen. Like, I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just, my mind and, and my mouth just like oh, going two different directions at this moment. But I think you understand. Hey, no, I get what you're saying. Cause you're, you know, you're saying that when you have those people in your life that, that you think are a distraction or an obstacle until they, re- they are removed from the situation, then you can't get to that next place in your life. And so, you know, it's about figuring out how that removal happens. And learning from that, because yeah. I think I always say you don't know necessarily know what's good until you know what's bad. So I wouldn't know um, people and situations and things that have been removed, obstacles that have been removed, because I know what I've learned, what they are or were. That helps me see the next one coming yeah. similarly. And I think people ignore that. Like if you know that fried chicken is an obstacle to your health, then that should lead you to know that probably anything fried, for instance, may be, you know, the same kind of obstacle just coming in a different package. Like that kind of makes sense. 
to me. You know, there, there's two things that I learned, I think, a while, a, a couple years ago that really, I think, blessed me in my life. And one is that everything is cyclical and I'll get back to that. And the other thing is that, um, what, when you face something, when something happens in your life, one of the things I started doing is I will turn to God and I will say, Lord, is this a test? Because mm-hmm. if it is, please help me pass it. Now, <laughs> so they, those two things correlate. And the reason why is, remember, I said everything is cyclical. And meaning that, I, you know, I look at life as like this cycle. It's just, I know we talk about the vicious cycle and I just want to get out of it. But when you get out of the vicious cycle, in my mind, that means you're just going to another level of another vicious cycle because you're going to repeat the same situations. The differences are the players, the players in that story. So the, the, it's going to be the same story, but different characters, different actors. It's going to be the same story, but the situation might be a little bit more intense. And how you accomplish that, you know, how you conquer that is what makes the difference. And so the reason why I feel comfortable or confident in saying that is if we really look at our life, you know, think about your life, think about, you know, the guys that you've dated all the way up until you met your husband. There were different things that you went through in each relationship. And some of the relationships, you went through the same exact thing, right? And then when you get to your husband, you probably went through the same things with your husband, but you handled them differently. And so you're in the same cycle. It just elevated itself. And elevation is good, (laughs) you know? And so you want to progress. You want to learn how to overcome those different obstacles. But it was a different player in each story. The same story, different player. You're the main character. You're the lead. It's just your story is, is just progressing. It's evolving. It's growing up. And as it's maturing, you know, you're facing that situation again. I hope, (laughs) I hope I'm making sense, but you're facing that situation again with different players in it and how you respond to it is what matters. And that's what gets you through the next door. And so, you know, that's why I say, I always stop and say, Lord, if this is a test, and usually when I do that, it's, it's so funny, you know, how God can be at times, because usually when I say, is this a test, Lord? He'll drop a memory in my mind. Remember when this same thing happened when you were 22 and this is what you did. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to handle it that way. That's, <laughs> that's definitely not the right way to handle it. Okay. Okay. So let me think of another way to handle this. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's just, it, it it becomes like, again, that's how you learn. You're learning how to face that situation differently. And and I'll take it up another level with that. You know how we say, um, people always tend to think that the more money you have, the less problems you have because you can pay your bills. Right. But one thing people forget is usually if you have a bigger house, you have a bigger mortgage. If yep. you have a nicer car, you have a larger car note. You have higher car insurance. Like just because you have more money or, you know, bigger things doesn't mean that you're spending less. It means that you have bigger bills. And so it's the same situation on a different level. Mm. Hashtag amen.com. Um, <laughs> and I could definitely um, confirm, testify to your, your last statement because that was, you know, especially when you don't have money, it seems like, okay, money will solve this, money will open this money. You know, you think about that, but you don't think about the other things like KM said, you know, with the mortgage and insurance and when things go wrong and it's like you, there's no uh landlord to call, <laughs> you know, or, you know, something of, of that nature. So we, but I've learned, you know, by 
bad money mistakes, how to bad money mistakes created better money habits. Mm-hmm. So where, yes. um, funny thing is, I think because of the things I've developed from being not having money, I spend less percentage wise where, you know, it may be more money, but percentage wise of what comes in, it's less, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was, that was one of my, uh, lessons. So I kind of want to talk, you know, kind of bring it back to, to vision and, and purpose. And I want to add faith in there. So if we say vision, purpose, faith, what order should that go? Um, do you need to have faith before you, that you have a purpose before you have a purpose? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what order is it a specific order that needs to go? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I always say that sometimes, and I think the vision and the purpose are, are can flip flop. So sometimes God might take you down that path to understanding your purpose. But really, I think what drives purpose is your vision. And I say that because oftentimes I hear people, those same people that you said, you know, just go about the day to day. I know people who sit, who, who are working, you know, the, the minimum job that they could find to help them get by, but they have big dreams, right? They have these great ideas. And that is what? That's vision. They have this great idea. And I'm like, man, I would just love to do this. This is what I see. I can just see myself doing X, Y, Z. I could, you know, so they've got the vision, right? But they haven't yet found their purpose. And so in getting that vision, sometimes it leads to us understanding our purpose. And I want to take it just really quickly, um, Habakkuk, because I just keep thinking about that in my spirit. And I just think about how Habakkuk, you know, um, was talking to God. And, you know, Habakkuk's a really short chapter. So if you have time, you can read it. But in the first uh, chapter, Habakkuk is talking to God about all the bad things that are happening. And he has, you know, he has an idea of what he thinks God should do. And so God, you know, God comes in and tells him what he's going to do. And Habakkuk doesn't like it. And so he questions Hmm. God. And at the end of that first chapter, he says, you know, so I'm going to sit and, and I'm going to watch and hear what you have to say. So that's going into the second chapter. And so, you know, in that time, um, God comes back and says, write the vision and make it plain. Right. And so what what I like to think about that when I think about vision is it's kind of like he didn't even know what his purpose was until God gave him the vision. You know, and so sometimes we don't realize what it is that we're meant to do until we see that we have a clear understanding of what it is we see for ourselves. So again, like we talked about at the beginning, your vision is not your purpose, but it is that big picture of where you're going. And so then once he had that vision, once Habakkuk had that vision, he was able to go in and say, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. So now he he has something that he can work towards. It's almost like a guideline because once you can see it, I mean, I hate to quote this man, but if you can see it, you can achieve it. So once you can see something and you get a visual understanding of where you're going, now you know how to get there. Or let's take it even further. I don't know, you know, if someone tells me, I can get in my car and we can say, you know, Valencia, we can get in the car and we can say, okay, we're going to go get something to eat. But where are we going? Hmm. You know, until you say, I want a hamburger. Once you start saying, you know, I want a hamburger, I start thinking about all the hamburger places, right? So now I'm starting to get a vision, right? I'm starting to get an idea. And then you say, you know what? Let's go to McDonald's. 
Now I'm, I'm starting to really get clear on where it is we're going. And then I can put the car and drive and head out. And so it's just, you know, I know what my purpose is at that moment. My purpose at that moment is to drive you and myself to McDonald's and get a hamburger. And so until you have that clear vision, you can't have, you don't really understand what your purpose is. And so I think that's partially why people don't understand their purpose. But then we get the vision and we say, okay, our purpose now is to um, go to McDonald's, but how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to do that because I know I can drive well. I know I, you know, I have the money to buy the hamburger. I know how to sit down and eat. I know how to make place my order. I know how to do all these things. So this is how I'm going to accomplish this purpose. But do I really think I'm going to make it there safely? You know, do I really think I'm going to be able to accomplish this goal? That's where your faith comes in. So that's where you, you know, you tie those three things. It's okay to have faith at the beginning, but if you're just sitting here talking about, I have faith and I'm going to do something big, you know, I've, I've had people in my life, you know, relatives very close to me that have said, you know, I have faith and I'm going to be a billionaire one year or a millionaire, you know, one day. And I'm saying to myself, but what are you doing now? It's okay to have faith and believe in that, but you're not doing anything that says that you're trying to get there, you know? <laughs> so it, so you can sit there and say that all day long and it's not going, nothing is going to change. I hate to break it down to you. I'm not being a hater. I hate to like push, you know, make you feel right. that, but you're not doing anything. So it's impossible you know, to have, to make it happen. If you're not doing anything, you're not planting any kind of seed that could lead to that. And so the faith, like I said, is the walking out saying that I have, that my purpose is clear. My vision is clear. I have all the skills and talents and gifts that are needed in order to accomplish this. And I'm planting the seeds. I'm doing the work. I'm doing what is necessary to, to see my vision. And that's where I believe the faith comes in because we have to not only believe in God or something higher than ourselves or bigger than ourselves, but we also have to believe in ourselves as well. Because if we have no belief in ourselves, then it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what you believe in because you don't even believe in your ability to do anything, then nothing's going to happen there either. Mm. Hashtag amen. <laughs> dot com. But that that's so like I thank you so much for breaking it. Um breaking it down like that, like even a five-year-old can understand what you just said. And I think mainly the problem with people getting anywhere is because they'll get stuck on that one part, I have faith, um, without even really having faith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, if you truly have faith and truly believe in yourself and what you're here to do, then you're going to take some action. I can have faith all I want that um I'm going to get a Zaxby salad or something, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. But if I'm not doing anything like getting up, getting dressed for the day, getting in a car, going to Zaxby's, then I can have faith. All Zaxby's not going to show up at my door just because, you know, I have faith. And I believe that Zaxby's have the best salad, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I think a lot of people do that. Like they, they miss the second part. Even if you, um, go to faith without works, people will miss the second part because my faith is just so strong. It's just going to show up and, but you're not doing anything, whatever can show up. But if you don't even, get up to answer the door. It's not going to happen if that makes sense. So I, I love how you put that. Um, and I think that as you 
get to moving, you know, move, you know, as you get to moving or operating in your purpose, your vision, what have you, um, things get more clear. Yes. So it's, it's just funny. Like, um, as you do stuff, cause I, I could honestly say that when I started doing stuff, I did not have faith that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, what's, what's that word? Unction. I think like the old mm-hmm. word unction. I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what it means, but I think I know. Um, but that thing in me was so strong that the, the, the drive in me to do it was so strong that I did it. And I didn't have, have the faith in myself that, that it was, you know, like I know what it, what I'm saying in my head. And the, per, the example was honestly when I started speaking and, um, I knew I had a message that was so strong that needed to be heard. I needed to do this. People needed to start understanding vision. Um, however, at that time I was not a speaker, meaning I had never spoke. I had never, um, had an event, never been to an event, none of the, of anything. I didn't even know this whole quote unquote world existed, but I knew I had to do it. And that, mm-hmm. that vision, that calling to do that was so strong that I did it. And, you know, here it is years later, I'm still doing it. So what is that? Now I have faith that I could <laughs> do it. But, um, and I think a, a lot of people kind of get stuck at that part. Like sometimes the vi- the vision calls you when you don't even have faith that you got the phone. And see, you, you said a whole lot because you said, you know, even at the beginning, you were saying like, you know, as you get, as you do more, as you get closer to it, it becomes more clear. And that's all it really is. It's just walking it out. Cause that's why I said at the beginning, sometimes you're just doing 5% of the vision. And that's all that matters for this moment because it's going to get you there at the end. You know, what we do today is going to affect us tomorrow and six months from now. Um, I remember uh, hearing someone say this a while back about, you know, everything you do today is for six months from now. And when I began to move like that, I, I started to realize that, yes, this is what's getting me closer to that bigger vision. And so I know one time you and I were talking and I was giving you the example of, uh, you know, a grocery store aisle or, if you're, yeah. you know, if you come into Walmart or something and when you first walk in the door, you're looking at the back of the store. Well, you can't really see what's on that very back wall until you get closer to it. And so we just have to walk it out. And the more you walk it out, number one, that's going to build your faith. You're absolutely right because you're doing it. So when you're in the process of doing something and you look back like, man, I really came this far. Like, man, you know, I really did this. I can't believe I did that. You know, and so you start to see your progress, then, you know, it becomes easier and you do build that faith in yourself. And I, I did want to say this earlier, too, because I said, you know, a lot of times we don't have faith in ourselves, but it's not just ourselves. We're not doing it all in our own strength. You know, God is, is he is our strength and our weaknesses. So when we're weak, he is strong. And so, you know, even if you have faith in God, that's why I said it's so important to have faith, you know, a belief in something that's outside of yourself because a lot of things you can't do by yourself and so when you believe in something that's higher you know bigger than you you believe in for me that's god you know but when you when you believe in something bigger than you then that causes you to really know that i'm not in this alone and so if i've been given the vision you know and i have you know and i understand my purpose then i need to have faith that i can accomplish it because why would i be given a vision 
you know, and be equipped with everything necessary to make it happen if it wasn't going to be able to happen. You know, why would you be given a vision that was not possible to come to pass? Why would God give you something that he didn't want you to have? Like, why would he show you something he didn't want you to have? Why would he plant that idea in your mind if he didn't want you to bring it to fruition? Why would he give you that book idea? Why would he give you that song to write? Why would he give you that business to open? Why would he give you that, that, uh, ministry or that nonprofit idea, he's not going to just give you something just to be giving it. He is a God of intention. And so he's intentionally giving you these ideas because he knows that you are the one who can carry it out. And so at that point, you don't have to have faith in yourself. You need to have faith in God. And you have to know that he gave, He didn't give you something that could not be used. He gave you something that could be used and used to its fullest and used for his glory. Mm. That, that remind me, um, I could just be quiet and just let you talk because you just, <laughs> you just, you know, I'm just saying you just want to definitely one of the few amazing people that feeds my soil. Cause I've said this on shows. I've posted before, you know, be mindful who comes to feed the soil versus picking the fruit. KM is definitely one of those people that feeds my soil. Mine. Notice my words, mine. Um, <laughs> But that kind of brought to my mind a conversation we had at some point or another when you said um, God would not give you a vision that wasn't for you Mm -hmm. to do. So like um, I wouldn't get a vision for KM's life if I got a, a vision of something to do or something of that nature. It's for me to do something about. And I know you put it like more eloquently, but that was like the the summary of, and I think we had that conversation like maybe over a year ago because it was before the retreat last year, mm-hmm. um, which was fabulous. <laughs> when I was in Dallas, if y'all follow me on social media, um, I, that was KM's retreat that I went to in Dallas beginning of last year. So I uh, just want to throw that out there as well. But um, what were you going to say, KM? Well, when you said that, it just makes me think because I think that, remember how, again, you were talking about people not knowing what their purpose is and not knowing their vision. I see that a lot. And I know you do too, where people try to pick up somebody else's vision. And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about they're trying to read their mind or, (laughs) you know, figure out what they're doing. I mean, like they'll say, oh, I see Valencia doing a radio show and she's doing this and she's doing that. So I think I could do that. So I'm going to start doing that. That is not your vision. That is Valencia's vision. <laughs> you have your own vision. No, and I, <laughs> you know, like it's, it, it bothers me because people are neglecting. Again, they're not looking at themselves. They're not saying, who am I? Who was I created to be? What is special about me? Because you are special. Every one of us, we are all special. And I know sometimes people around us make us to feel like we're not, and they make us to feel like we're less than, but we are all special. We are uniquely created uniquely equipped to do what it is that God has established us on this earth to do. And so it's our job while we're here on this earth to figure out what that is. And so, you know, yes, you might be able to do a radio show just like Valencia, but you're not Valencia. That wasn't what God told you to do. Go seek God, look inside yourself and figure it out. Because that's the only way you're going to be successful. That's the only way you're going to prosper. That's the only way you're going to fulfill what your destiny is. Mm. 
I could really end the show right there, but I still have one more question. (laughs) (laughs) One more. Um, Okay, so what if, and then you could say whether this is possible or not, um, you have more than one vision for your life or should there just be one? Like, what are your, your thoughts on that? So again, just like how I said earlier that I think that purpose evolves, I believe that vision could evolve. So let's just say that you're not ready for a big vision. Like God has, you know, you're not at that place in your life. This, you're just starting out. And so the only thing that God is giving you right now that you've been able to tap into for what your vision is for your life is, is something that's three months from now, you know, and then as you're working towards that three months, you see something bigger that's for five years from now, you know, so it could grow in that way. So that would be the only way I would say you would have more than one vision. But when I talk about your vision for your life, I'm not talking about um, what you want to do right now. I'm talking about when you look at who you feel that you are, who you feel that God created you to be, when you really just see yourself in your mind's eye, what does all of that look like? And I know that seems so hard for some people at times, and I got to get better at explaining that. But really, if you were to just close your eyes and, and not necessarily imagine, but really just picture yourself living your best life, being your best you, doing the things that you have always hoped and dreamed of. What does that look, you know, what does that look like? What does a day in Valencia's life really look like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? What does a week look like? What does a year look like? You know, um, who are you surrounded by? Who are your, who's in your life at the time? You know, what kind of things or activities are you doing? You know, are you working? What, what does your surrounding look like at home? You know, is it, is it a big house? Is it a small house? You know, what is it in a, do you walk out the door and see water? Do you walk out the door and see snow? Like, what does it really look like? What do you picture? And those are things that are important because whatever it is that God is showing you, you know, the vision, then those are things that are going to drive you. And then you'll be able to see, there are some things that I've wanted to do in my life, but they weren't necessarily part of the vision. Those were just things that I had, I just wanted to do. And so you have to be able to know the difference. You have to know, is this something I just want to do? Or does this really, is this thing going to actually fit that thing, that big thing that I see, that end result? Because your big vision should be the end result. You know, not necessarily saying this is where I'm going to be when I'm 98 years old, but saying that when you know that you have really began to walk out the life that God has shown you at this point in your life, this is where you'll be. And so what does that look like? You know, what does that look like? What, what, what do you see? So that, so in, in saying that, no, you would not have more than one vision, but you could have a, a different vision at different stages in your life as it grows. But it'll all be connected. It would all be connected. And then in doing that, one of the, you know, one of the things I've always said for, I don't know how many years is everything that you do should point toward the vision. That statement saved my life, saved me from Mary Kay, saved me from (laughs) numerous times because I had to ask myself, is this going to help me accomplish the vision? No, no shade, no shade against, you know, those different things, but they weren't part of the vision that God had given me. There was no way that that was going to correlate to what I was doing. And so it helped me to, to only seek out things that lined up with what I was trying to accomplish. Mm. That's what I have to say. 
I, I definitely agree. And it's so much I've learned from you, um, just over the, the years. That is definitely one thing. And like, I enjoy doing makeup just to kind of, you know, throw this out there. I enjoy doing makeup. Mm-hmm. I, I probably have more makeup than, you know, a makeup artist, honestly, because it's something I've enjoyed doing. However, I do know that being a makeup artist is nowhere in line with my vision, even though I know how to do it. So that may be something for you kings and queens to consider that, you know, I have all the things to to become a makeup artist. I've done makeup since I was a little girl. I've always liked playing in it. Um, to me, my makeup looks best when I do it. However, I know it's not in line with my vision to become a makeup artist. And sometimes I believe, because those are like, those are different gifts and talents. And sometimes those things that God gives us, those gifts and talents that he gives us are not meant to be our big thing. They're meant to be something to help us to get to that vision, to get to where we're going. So like one of my skills is accounting. I have too big of a personality, I feel. I mean, I'm not that big of a personality, but I like people. (laughs) But I think, I, you know, I like people too much to be stuck in a room with four walls. And believe you me, I have tried it. And I'm like watching the people in the hallway playing ping pong. And I'm keep picking my head out the door like, oh, my gosh, I want to be freed from this. I'm too much. You know, I just I can't sit behind the computer, but I love numbers. And I'm good at accounting, but I don't like it. You know, but I was able to use that you know, and watch this. I was used that. I was able to use that to earn money, you know, of course, you know, because accounting pays pretty decent. However, I was also able to learn how to manage books because I ended up managing books for multi-million dollar corporations that actually had more than one company that they were managing. So I learned how to manage multiple books. Well, who knew I would need that because I own, you know, two companies and a ministry. So you have to be able to manage multiple books, right? And so sometimes those skill sets, you know, that God gives us are just temporary things to help us to get to where we're going, but they're tools that we'll need to have in our back pocket. I mean, Valencia, when you get on stage next time and, you you know, the makeup artist can't show up, you know how to beat your face real fast, right? Right. So you don't don't have to depend on somebody. (laughs) So, I mean, there are things that can help us to get to where we're going that, you know, God has already gifted us with that somebody else may not be able to do well. And it does not mean that that's what you're supposed to do, but but it does mean that you can use it to get to where you're going. I agree. I agree 150%. Um, so Queen KM, question, what do you have coming up and how can the audience get in touch with you? Well, right now we're in the middle of a 21 day fasting, uh, 21 days of fasting and prayer, and it's ending on the end of the month. However, it, um, you can sign up at any time. It's going to be on my website for people to be able to, you know, if they want to just do, uh, fasting and prayer anytime throughout the year, they can go ahead and just sign up and start on their own. It gives you motivational, um, words each day to keep you going. And then, um, I have, my, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, we do a monthly prayer breakfast every month. And of course, at the end of the year, the first weekend in December will be our annual prayer retreat. And so, um, vision and prayer retreat and, um, registration is already open. And I think right now it's $50 deposit will hold your spot. And 
I think it's only $200 uh, for the whole entire time. So everything is included. You can find that information on the website. And that pricing is until April. I think after that, it goes up. And so when I say everything's included, I'm talking about your stay, your food. And this last year, we did catered meals for every meal. So you're well taken care of. And you just, you're able to rest in the presence of the Lord and come up with your vision, your strategy for 2021. So we're already thinking about 2021. And if you're not, then you're a little bit behind. So you got to get on the train. <laughs> but um, all of this can be found on my website, uh, kmjohnsondavis.com. And if it's not there, you can find me, find me on social media. Everything's posted. And yeah, that's all I can think of at the top of my head. I know I'm speaking at a couple of conferences coming up. Um, so just, yeah, follow me on social media. <laughs> Yay. And guys, definitely do that. KM, you know, of course, it's always a pleasure and I have learned so much and I know the audience did as well. And so now it is time for the homework. And the, the one thing that you guys, kings and queens can do to move forward. So Queen KM, what homework would you like to leave the audience with today? Um, you know, I would really just say seek the Lord and find out what your true vision and purpose is. Just, you know, start there. What is my, my, what is the vision that you have given me? You know, and what is the purpose for my life? You know, figure out those things, take a couple of steps, you know, take some time to yourself, do some self-reflection and figure those two things out. Because with those two things, you'll be able to align your gear and be off to a wonderful start and be able to accomplish your goals. Yay. Now, quick, uh, do you recommend fasting and prayer to do that? Like if someone never you know, don't know how to seek the Lord, you know, um, how do you recommend they get started? Well, yes, fasting and prayer is essential. Um, fasting helps us to be able to, when you cut out food, you're not feeding your flesh and you begin to feed your spirit. When you, when you change that, when you uh, abstain from the food and you replace that with reading the Bible and praying, then it helps you to speak to God more. So when you're spending that intimate time with him, you'll be able to hear him more clearly. You have to cut out all of those distractions and food becomes a distraction. It, you know, clouds our brains. There's so much things, so many different things that food does to us. And so when you become more clear, you can hear from God. And that would help you to really see. And a lot of times you just need a little bit of an alignment, you know, a little bit of a, an adjustment to get on track to where he has you. Oftentimes you're probably already going in the right direction. The fact that you're even listening to this show means that you already had an inkling that there was something more than what you were doing right now and you want to get on course. And so the fasting is just going to help you to really tune into God and hear. Thank you so much. Well, y'all know y'all homework and we're going to head. Go, uh, I can't even talk right. That's KM does that to me. Y'all know I've been doing this for a while. My words on point, but I get on the uh, show with her. It's like my brain and my mind and my mouth. They just like not doing what I need them to do. So with that being said, Thank you so much for listening to Define You Radio. If you got something out of today's session, make sure you share with your family, friends, and foes because they need to learn too. Subscribe <laughs> and leave a review. Don't forget to connect with Queen KM and with the show on social media at The Define You on Facebook and Instagram. 
And remember, your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And what you do with that is up to you.